Welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. This week, I'm excited to share with you my key takeaways from a virtual event that I got to participate on this Memorial Day weekend. The event is called Max Out Life, and it was hosted by Ed Milet, who is launching a new book, The Power of One More. I'm privileged to be part of the book launch team. So I got an advanced copy of the book and I bought four extra copies that I am sending out to four of my best friends because, you know, it's one of those things when you find a book that really resonates with you, that you think is powerful, impactful, helpful, you can keep it to yourself. You have to share it with others. So by buying the four copies of the book, I got access to the replay of the live event, which took place last Friday. And by the way, if you like today's episode and you like the key takeaways that I'm sharing, you can check out the show notes of the podcast episode because I'm including the link so you can also get access to this full day event with an amazing lineup of speakers. So without further introduction, let's dig in into this week's podcast episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Where do I start? I guess I should start from the beginning, but before I even start, I have to say that this event was amazing. The lineup of speakers was just amazing. The whole event was free just by buying a copy of the book. So you could join live just by buying one book. But if you buy four books, you got a recording of the event so you could watch afterwards. Uh, personally, I already had an, a copy of the book because I'm part of the book's launch team. Um, so I got the privilege to read the book before it actually launches, which is super amazing. And I have to say that I'm just loving the book. Um, but if you buy four copies of the book, you got the recording. If you bought 10 copies of the book, you get a ton of bonuses and there was different tiers that you could keep upgrading. The event was virtual, but also it was hosted live. So there were a few fortunate people that were live in the room with all the amazing lineup of speakers. I mean, I'm talking about Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Mel Robbins, Eric Thomas, Marie Forleo, Dean Graciosi, Maria Moninas, uh, Rob Dyked, Jim Quick, Jenna Kutcher, John Gordon, and uh, Pete Vargas. Um, it was an amazing lineup of speakers. What I want to do today is I'm going to try to share with you some of my key takeaways. This was a full day event. So it's hard to compact a full day of amazing insight into less than an hour podcast episode. So I'm going to try to keep it as short, as sweet as I can. And I'm going to share with you a few of the keynotes, not all of them, because I would need like 10 episodes. I could almost make one episode from each of the speakers. So buckle up and let's get through the event. So the first opening keynote was by Ed Milet. He was the host of the event. He hosted this event again 
as a result of the launch of his new book, The Power of One More. And I love Ed. I've been following Ed for years. I read his first book, really short one, called Max Out, where he shares tons of different tactics and tools. And I've had the privilege of listening him speak at different events, um, like the Leave to Lead conference with John Maxwell, for example, last year. He actually, actually did a very similar keynote as the one that he did for the opening of the event. I'm going to add a link in the show notes of today's podcast episode where you can actually watch that opening speech by Ed. And I have to confess that I was crying at the end of his session. And this was the second time that I heard this story and I still cried. But basically, he tells the story of his dad who is the inspiration for this one more, uh, I'm going to call it rule for a lack of a better word, that Ed has used to become who he is today. And he starts by saying that probably people who really know him, like from high school or early in his life, would have never, never imagined that he would be as successful as he is today. And this book contains a lot of the strategies, but also the tactical tools that he has used to get where he is. And I love to him to listen to him speak. Um, he has a podcast where he's constantly interviewing amazing people. Um, definitely recommend his podcast as well. But in his opening speech, he talks about his dad and how his dad was an alcoholic for 35 years and the negative impacts that that had in his life, but also that as a result of having to deal with that, he learned to read people and to connect with people. He tells the story on how he would know by looking at his dad when he came home if he was drunk, right? He would look at his eyes and certain things, right, that would tell him that he was drunk. He said there was a point that just by listening how he um, got the key in to open the door, he could tell. And he already had a strategy laid out if his dad was coming home drunk, basically. But that experience, that dramatic experience in his life, that negative maybe experience in his life really gave him the skills that make him successful, being able to read people and to connect with people, two of the things that have made him successful. But his dad stopped drinking and he shares a story on how he asked his dad, so dad, are you going to stop drinking for good, for life? And his dad will always tell him, I don't know, but I will not drink for one more day. And he would say that every single day. And after that point, he never drank again. And not only that, but he helped hundreds, maybe thousands of people to get out of alcohol. And he did everything quietly. He had a list of all these people that he would follow up with. He would call on their sovereign anniversary. He will call them every day and, and remind them of just one more day. That's all that it takes, one more day. And this is how the one more rule originated. And basically, the one more rule to overly simplify it and overly summarize it is the power of just doing one more. How many times we are faced with challenges and we're ready to give up in whatever it is, whether it's exercising, dieting, that project at work, our career, um, whatever, we are ready to give up. And if we just convince ourselves to hold on for one more day, to wait for one more day, to keep going for one more day. And if we were to tell that to ourselves every single day, how far can we get, right? And that is the whole concept of this one more. But even you can apply it to 
you know, when you're exercising, for example, I'm going to use exercise because I think everyone can relate to, and your trainer tells you do 10 reps, 10 push-ups, right? What is the push-up that is going to give you the best, the most results? Number 11. Everyone says number 10, but it's really number 11 when you go one more right? When, if you work in sales, he gives this example because he has worked a lot in sales, right? It's like one more call, one more customer to reach out, one more person to talk to. You know, a lot of times I've, I've used this rule on myself a lot of times when for this podcast, like there's many times that I look at the statistics and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I should keep doing this because, you know, the number of listeners is not growing as much as I thought I would want to. And then I repeat to myself is like, just one more episode. Maybe I can touch one more person. Maybe I can inspire one more person. And that is one of the things that has helped me like keep going with my podcast. And that is thanks to Ed Milet, because I learn about this one more rule a few years ago, right before I started my podcast or about the time I started my podcast. And I always repeat that to myself when I'm about to give up in whatever it is, I just tell myself one more. So this overly simplified definition of the one more rule, imagine there is a full book behind this. And this is the book that Ed is launching and um, it's amazing. I'm halfway through the book. I am devouring it, um, and I can't wait for everyone to get their hands on this book because, as Pete Vargas said during the event, this book is going to change lives. Okay, the next keynote, so there were different sections on the event. We started talking about health, um, and in health, there were two speakers, and I'm going to summarize both of them because health is something that is really important to me. And I really learned a lot from these two sessions. One was with Maria Menounos, which I am very familiar with and I have heard before. And the other one was with Jim Quick, which was my first time listening to him. And I already ordered his book and signed up for a 10-day speed course with him because it was that amazing. So let's start with Jim. So Jim Quick. Um, K-W-I-K is the founder of Quick Learning and is widely recognized as an expert in speed reading, memory improvement, brain performance, and accelerated learning. He helps actors, CEOs, presidents, like you name it, to learn quicker. And I really liked his keynote because first it was super engaging. It gave me a ton of tactics that I can apply like today. Um, but also I can relate a lot with the context of what he was saying, right? We live in a world that our phones are our best friend and our best enemy at the same time. Our brains have such an amazing power and capability, and we're not using it. We have become more and more lazy thanks to technology. So we are exercising our brains less and less, and we have the capability to do amazing things like what he does. Like I've seen him like listening to an audience say up to 50 numbers and him remembering all 50 numbers forward and backward the same with words. It's like amazing. Anyways, he shares, um, he shared a couple of things. So the first thing is fast learning, how you go about fast learning. And he shares some tips. So one of them is to ask questions. If you are like me, I love to enroll into trainings and classes and do like conferences. I'm about to start round two of Unleash Her Power Within. Um, I'm constantly learning and signing up for things. I'm the one that is always raising the hand to go to all kinds of trainings. I love reading books and podcasts. 
Um, and I think that anytime that we go to an event like this, we have the opportunity to learn so much. But also, it can be just a nice event where you go get inspired and two days later you forgot about what was said at the event. I've been there too. And he says that asking questions is so key to for this quick learning, right? So the quality of your learning is directly proportional to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And I related a lot with this because I tend to ask these questions to myself as well anytime that I sign up for something. Three questions. One, how can I use this? Number two, why must I use this? Meaning what are the reasons and reasons reap results. And number three, when will I use this? And here our calendars are a powerful tool. So schedule right away after you go through a class, a training, like schedule time in your calendar to actually put in practice what you learn. And he talks about this mind, heart, hand connection, right? In order for learn. It starts in our, in our heads when we assimilate the concepts. It goes to our heart when we connect with our why. And it goes to our hands when we actually get to use what we learn. The other thing that helps in learning is exercise. As we move our bodies, um, our brain groups. When we move, we create brain stimulus. So we should be taking time to stand up and move. And that really helps to retain information. And I've seen this in events like Tony Robbins events. You jump, you dance, you do all these movements, and that is part of the whole ex the learning experience. The other one is observation, and this is so funny. He did an exercise. He had us shake our hands uh, for a few seconds and then close our fist, and then as he touched her, his face, uh, his um, his face, yeah, he said, "Touch your chin." And no one touched their chin, their, their, everyone touched their chicks because we were seeing him touch his chicks, even though he was saying, touch your chin. So observation is key. We learn a lot by observing. The other one is the power of us. We become limitless together. Learning is social. The power of collaboration really takes learning to the next level. The other one is to teach. If you go to a training, to an event, you listen to a podcast or read to a book with the intention to teach what you learn to someone else, then automatically you pay more attention. You're not more vested in really learning and understanding what you're learning. He also talked about in his keynote that some of the most costly words that we can use in business and in life is, I forgot to. Memory can make you lose or make money. And when we say money, not necessarily is dollars, but just more value, right? Um, when you're in business and you're dealing with a customer, for example, forgetting their names, that's so embarrassing. I've been there. I'm terrible memorizing names, but now I learn a couple of techniques that I'm going to put in practice because really need them. Okay. going to speed here. He also shared 10 things that will help you move the needle with learning. The first one was have a good brain diet. So foods like avocado, broccoli, olive oil, blueberries, dark chocolate, he was talking my language, um, can power your brain. Number two, kill ants. And ants starts for automatic negative thoughts. Number three is exercise or movement. Number four is brain nutrients. Not always we get everything from our diet. So things like omega-3s and DHAs are great supplements for the brain. Number five is having a positive peer group. We are the combination of the five people we spend more time with. You have heard me say that many, many times. So when you 
watch who you surround yourself with. And watch is an acronym, right? Because the people we surround ourselves with, we imitate. We imitate the environment we are in and the people we surround ourselves. We um, imitate the words, the actions, the thoughts, the character, and the habits. That powerful is your peer group. Number six is clean your environment. When we work in an organized, clean environment, we're more propensed to learn. The other one is sleep and sleep hygiene. Number eight, brain protection, like using a helmet. Uh, number nine, new learnings, probably the most important. Always learn something new. And number 10 is stress management. Stress is the villain, the kryptonite. Uh, it elevates your cortisol levels and um, can slow down your learning capabilities. Okay, let's move to the next keynote speaker, Maria Moninas. Um, just to tell a little bit about her, if you don't know her, um, very hardworking woman who she and her mom got a brain tumor. So he's a survivor of a brain tumor. And that was hit her wake up call to find more balance in her life and to realize that life is not all about work and it's not all about nonstop. So he shared a bunch of great tips. I'm going to share some with you on how you can be the CEO of your health. How can you protect your well-being with some simple things like one thing is don't overflow your schedule and always leave time for spontaneity, for exploring things, right? Um, I use my schedule still today. There are days that it's back-to-back meetings and there's no space in between to be spontaneous. Everything is scheduled. We should do less of that and um, try not to overflow our schedules. Because breakthroughs come from breaks. So scheduling breaks is really, really important. Another tip she said she shared is get in contact with nature. Look for answers in nature. When having trouble making decisions, ask your body if it's uh, hell yes. Uh, and if it is, go for it. And if it's not, then take a pause and reflect and think whether you should say yes to whatever is in front of you. Allow new dreams to enter your life. Your dreams from 10 years ago might not be relevant today. So you need to get in touch with your dreams once in a while. Honor yourself. Empower yourself. Allow yourself to feel your feelings. I um, I love this one because a lot of times we are moving so quickly through the day that we don't even slow down to acknowledge how are we feeling. Gather data around your feelings. Very important, right? What are your triggers? How certain people make you feel? And that is a great input to make like a social media audit, for example, that I've talked about before. Um, Communicate your needs and your desires. And it all starts with knowing what your needs and your desires are. So take, take time to discover those and then communicate them. Embrace the journey and detach from the outcome. I've talked about this before here in the podcast, but it's not about the destination. Most of the times it's about the journey. Let go of the past and be present in the present. Um, so those are some, some tips. Um, another one that I love, let go of judgment and replace it with compassion. How powerful is that one? Be kind to yourself and to others and don't wait until you get sick and you have like a wake up call, like she had a brain tumor to start doing something for yourself and your well-being and your health. So that was the part about health. The second part was about relationships, and we touched on three dimensions of relationships. Jenna Kutcher talks about uh, relationships with yourself. Then John Gordon talked about relationships with others or leading others. And then Marie Forleo talked about relationships with time. 
all very important relationships in our lives. So let's talk about relationships with yourself. Um, this was uh, done by Jenna Kutcher, who is also launching a new book. So in her book, she talks a lot about this topic. So it was great to hear from her. Can't wait to read her book. But, um, you know, she started by inviting everyone to make a commitment to everyone participating on the event to live the event being a changed person. And that only happens when you really connected at all levels with all the amazing content that was shared. Um, but she shared how a lot of times we put ourselves last. We believe that if we fix the relationships with others, um, somehow, like a miracle, like magic, we're going to improve the relationship with ourselves. Very few people really look at the most important relationship in our lives, which is the relationship with ourselves. We don't take enough time to get to know ourselves and to build that relationship with ourselves and invest in that relationship. She shared a quote that I love. She said, how you race up to your battle is directly linked with what kind of warrior you are. And I love that quote. Um, she said that we can rewire our brain, especially when we surround ourselves by others that we trust and from whom we can learn. When we surround ourselves with people like those that participated on the event, we can change our lives. The power of community is so powerful. That is one of the things that I love about this space of personal development. All the people that I've been able to meet and the amazing communities that I'm able to be part of. So she talked about three steps to come back to yourself. Step number one she shared is notice your thoughts. And she shared how she started meditating recently. And I love how vulnerable she is because I could relate so much with her. I am not the kind of person that can meditate, at least not in the way that I understood meditation in the past, where you quiet your mind, right? You empty your mind from thoughts and you stay quiet and still. I can't do that. I've tried so many times and I just can't. And it's so powerful what she shared, that is meditation is about noticing your thoughts, um, asking yourself, what am I thinking, right? Acknowledging those thoughts. She didn't use this metaphor on this event, but I've heard her use it before, is like, watching at a road where there's all these cars driving in the road, right? And each car is a thought. And you just acknowledge each car without judgment, without trying to change the route of the car, without trying to stop the car, just watching the car drive. Um, that is a great analogy for meditation. That I can do. Because I assure you that that road is going to be highly trafficked in my brain. Because that is one thing that I struggle with, to shut down all my thoughts. And knowing that I don't have to, I just need to pay attention to them, acknowledge them without judging them. That is true meditation. Okay, step number two is asking, where did I learn this? You know, we focus a lot on learning new things, but sometimes we also need to take the time to unlearn certain things. So as these thoughts, as we notice these thoughts coming through our mind is asking ourselves, first of all, what am I thinking? And second, where did I learn this? Where this thought came from? Do I need to unlearn this thought? And then the, the third is redirect or release. Um, so she shared an example on how she for years has struggled with like her body image. And for her, she went from my body is my enemy to my body is my teammate. 
So that redirection of her thoughts make a huge difference in how she let go of the struggle that she has with her body image. So she also talked about on how when we have a thought is typically or always accompanied by a feeling. Um, And acknowledging those feelings is also very, very important. Uh, One last thing that she shared that I want to share with you is that she invited everyone in the event to turn down the volume of the world and all the noise in the world and to turn up the volume of our intuition. We all have an intuition. We say for women is like the sixth sense uh, that women have. And um, I think that many times we don't create the space to listen to our intuition because it's so loud with the noise of all the world around us. So let's turn down the volume of the noise of the outside world and turn up the volume of our intuition. And um, the other thing that she shared that I loved is that there is a three-letter word that can change everything. And I love this. The word is yet. So when we start to talk negatively to ourselves, when we start to judge ourselves, when we start to doubt ourselves, adding yet at the end of those statements can change everything. So when you're telling yourself, I'm not successful yet, I am not a leader yet, I'm not at my goal weight yet, I'm not an amazing mom yet. So adding this three-letter word at the end of those statements, uh, at the end of those limiting beliefs can change your entire world. I'm going to quickly interrupt today's podcast episode to share something with you that I'm very excited about. A few weeks ago, I got my new Walk Guide Task. It's a height adjustable desk for your home treadmill that is perfect for those of us that are working from home. I've been working from home since the pandemic started. That is, that means over two years. And I feel that I get less movement than I used to when I was going to the office. But I also love the flexibility of working from home. But now with my walk eye task, I can have it all. This very affordable attachment, so easy to install to your already existing treadmill, can help you get your steps in while you take a meeting or work on that presentation. I've been loving it. If you want to check it out, Check the link on the show notes of this podcast episode for more information. Okay, moving on to the next one. John Gordon, um, he talked about leading others powerfully. And he basically called his session the power behind the power. So... He said, it, the, the power behind the power of one more relays on having a vision and a purpose. Basically, starting with your why. Like Simon Sagnick said in his book, right? Start with why. It all starts with a vision and a purpose. When you have a clear why, you'll keep going, right? When we focus on the what and the how, Anytime that there is a roadblock or a setback, we tend to give up. Let's be honest. But when we focus on our why and we're clear on our why, we'll keep going for one more and one more and one more after that. Um, The other thing that he talked about is that the power of one more, and Eric Thomas talked about this also on his part, is not about you all the time, but it's also about others, in serving others, in believing in others. 
um, he defined le- leadership as the transfer of belief. I love that definition. I had not heard that definition of leadership before, but I really love it. He said, um, learn to talk to yourself versus listening to yourself. How many times we're just listening to all the negative thoughts in our minds? And that leads to us stop believing in ourselves, to lose our self-confidence. Instead, we should talk to ourselves, right? We should speak words of encouragement to ourselves. We need to feed ourselves words of encouragement. And that is going to help us to continue to show up for one more under this theme of the power of one more, which was the theme of, of the event. And then not only speak words of encouragement to yourself, but encourage others to believe in themselves. And in order to encourage others to believe in themselves, you need to first believe in them. So as a leader, it's important that you believe in others and then encourage others to believe in in themselves the same way that you believe in them. Um, Another thing that I love, let me say that he has an amazing sense of humor. That was one of my favorite parts of his session. Um, He talked about staying away from energy vampires. I love this term, right? Energy vampires is those limiting beliefs. And he said, replace them with belief and optimism. Those are your superpowers that drive resilience. And resilience is basically the power of one more. Um, And then he talked about three words to describe the power of one more. He described the power of one more in three words that were love, serve, and care. First of all, love what you do. And I love this concept. He said, it's not about discipline, right? Doing one more is not about discipline, it's about devotion. If you are devoted to what you do, you will be disciplined. Devotion but plus love drives discipline. And love and fear cannot exist at the same time. So if love is more powerful than fear, you're going to keep showing up. But you need to love what you do. Then he said serve. And he said it's not about the big things. It's about the small things that you do with love to serve others in a selfless way that is behind this power of one more. And finally, care. Care is a success strategy. You stand out in a world that doesn't care anymore when you care and you care genuinely for others. If someone would ask you, can you work harder than you currently do? I bet that we all would say yes to that. And what would it take for you or for I to work just a little bit harder than we work right now? care. Care. So that was that session. Moving to the third part of relationships, Marie Forleo talk about their relationship with time. And she's a master at this. I love Marie Forleo. She's the author of Everything is Figuratable, one of my favorite books. Um, I read it maybe a couple of years ago. If you haven't read it, totally recommend it. Um, but he, she also had a wake up call like Maria Moninos. Um, and she had this, um, tumors all over her body and that was her wake up call. And, um, out of that, she came up with this time genius program where he, she teaches how to move from, how to escape from time stress or a world of time stress to become a time genius. 
And she opened it up by saying that this is an inside work. A lot of times we focus on all the tools and all the strategies that are available for time management. And all those are great. And there is a place for all of those. But those tools and strategies are not going to work if we don't start the work inside. So um, she talked about how can you become a time genius, how you need to choose what you're going to focus on, where your attention is going. And she explained how she did this time audit of everything that she was doing, where she was spending her time, how much was it costing her, all of the things that she was doing. But also, what of those things were bringing her joy and fulfillment and what things were draining her, like draining her energy. And then she also asked herself, of all these things that are consuming my time right now, not only what is the cause of those things, what are the things that bring me joy or drain me, but also which ones have the potential to make the biggest impact. And she basically prioritized based on these three factors, the things that she was going to focus on. And then she stopped doing a lot of things. She shared how she um, stopped doing some of some things in her business that represented like losing about a million dollars in revenue, which is a lot of money, right? But she was willing to do that in order to become this time genius, to live a life of fulfillment and not a life which she was just a victim of stress, right? Um, her key phrase in her session was simplify to amplify. So basically, she focused a lot on how you need to be deliberate and focus on fewer things and outperform in all of those things. Outperform or perform at a higher level than anybody else. Do less and do it better, basically. Um, and she talked about how to do that. You need to find the courage to ask yourself those questions. And not only to ask yourself those questions, but also to answer those questions so you can prioritize what you're doing and be willing to let go of things that you're currently doing or have the courage to say no to things that might sound interesting, especially those shiny objects that are coming your way all the time. So that was great. Um, a few more key takeaways. I want to keep this succinct for us today, but a couple more things or takeaways from this Max Out Life event. One is replace the how with who. A lot of times, I can't remember which of the speakers um, said this. I want to think... Um, I can't remember who it was, but it's on my notes. Um, maybe it was Dean Graciosi, could be. But replace the how with the who definitely was Dean. This sounds like Dean Graciosi. If you know Dean, it sounds like Dean. Um, so instead of asking yourself how to do something, which is typically what we ask ourselves, right? When we're trying to accomplish something, when we see someone doing something really good, we ask, how did they do it? How can I do it? Instead of asking ourselves, who? Who has already been there? Who has already done this so we can learn from those people, so we can surround ourselves with those people? And then um, I want to talk one more thing. Andy Frisell, if you don't know him, he's the creator of 75 Hard. 75 Hard is a mind toughness challenge. You might have seen pictures in social media from people doing this program. Basically, it's a 70-day program where it's very strict. You have to do two workouts of 50. 
45 minutes each, one indoors, one outdoors. It has to be outdoors regardless of what the weather is, even if it's snowing or freezing cold or raining, whatever. You need to drink one gallon of water every day, take a progress picture every day, read 10 pages of a book, actually read a physical book, 10 pages every day, follow a diet, um, no alcohol and no treats for 75 days. A lot of people use this program to lose weight and get in shape, but Andy always reinforces that this is not a weight loss program. This is a mind toughness program. And this is training yourself training your mindset so you can have a tough mindset, right? That you can endure anything that is thrown at you. Um, but he's a highly successful entrepreneur. He's an international speaker, um, but he would say he's a regular dude. He can be, um, he curses a lot. So if you don't like that type of language, he might not be a person that you want to listen to. Uh, for me, sometimes it's a little bit too much, but I love his message. Um, once you get out of all the cursing and all the words, um, his message is amazing. So he talked about the analogy of the axe, right? And he said, you know, if you want to achieve results, you need to be like the axe. And use this metaphor, which I think was genius. I love metaphors. I love acronyms. All those things like just help me retain things and learn more. And I love it. So he said, the first thing you need is effort, right? If you want to cut a tree and you're using an axe, you need to put effort, right? In order to cut that tree. You need consistency. Um, as I was listening to him, it reminded me of the power of five from, from, um, John Maxwell, where he says that there was this man that every, with his goal was to, you know, like get this tree down in his backyard. And every day he would go, he would get his edge and he would hit the, the tree five times with the ax. None of those single days when none of the single strides with the axe was able to, you know, cut the tree. It was the compound effect of doing that day after day, right? That consistency is like, um, you know, actually, I think Ed Milet used this analogy as well. It's like a piñata, right? When all the kids are in a party and the the boy in the birthday, like, decides who goes first and then who goes next, right? And the the boy that is last, the least popular probably gets like the last shot, right? And all the boys like hit the piñata. The first one hit the piñata, no candy. The second one hit the piñata, no candy coming out. And every boy that goes one after the other, right? They hit the piñata and there was no candy coming out of the piñata. And the, until this last kid, right, that no one would give a penny on him, hits the piñata once, he didn't even try hard, and all the candy came out. It's not that he broke the piñata. It was the compound effect of every single boy behind, before, before him hitting the piñata, right? It's a team effort. It's that compound effect, so consistency. The third characteristic of the axe is sharp. You need to sharpen your axe. Like the seventh habit of the seven habits of highly effective people, you need to sharpen your saw. You need to sharpen your axe. Um, show up every day. Be willing to do it more than anyone else. Be willing to do it even when you don't feel like it. And here's where the 75 heart challenge comes in. Because this challenge is designed to build that toughness that is required for you to be willing to do it even when you don't feel like it or when no one else is showing up. So anyways, that was the last thing I wanted to share. 
Um, there was so much more content. Once again, I'm going to put a few links on the show notes of the podcast episode. One for you to order the book. And if you order the book, you can get access to the actual event. If you have enjoyed today's podcast episode, you're definitely going to enjoy re-watching Max Out Life. And you're definitely going to enjoy the book, The Power of One More. I think it's going to be one of the top books on my list this year, for sure. Okay, before I wrap it up, I want to remind you that I am hosting an event coming up in June. I'm really excited about this event. As we approach the half point of the year, I always like to um, do a live audit. And this year, because I started a new section on the podcast, which you're going to be listening to on, I think, Wednesdays. It's going to be the day that I'm going to pick. Probably I'm going to have to record it on the weekends anyways, because that's when I have the time. But I will release new episodes on Wednesdays for leading your career. But I'm hosting this session on June 23rd, and it's a mid-year life and career reset. It's an opportunity for you to take time to check in with yourself as we approach that midpoint of the year. It's going to be a hands-on session where you're going to have the opportunity to reflect on the first half of the year to review and reconnect with your personal and career vision, goals, and priorities, and to gain momentum into the second half of the year. So if you want to join, the event is completely free. You can sign up on the link also on the show notes of this podcast episode. You will see there is an option to make donations. I am using this opportunity to raise funds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So you can make donations of any amount that you want to, and all the donations are going to go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I hope that you decide to join the event. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I think now it's time for me to rest, relax, have some water. Otherwise, tomorrow I'm not going to be able to speak but it was totally worth it. I got to relive the whole Max Out event, which was priceless. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope it inspire you to go to that link on the show notes of the podcast episode, grab a few copies of the book and get access to this amazing event. With that, I hope you have an amazing day. I will see you here again for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.